All I want for Christmas is a COVID vaccine and whatever they're gonna charge me for the copay. We're even quarantining in different rooms. What? Why? For safety. Hi, sweetie. Your daughter has decided not to come home for Christmas this year. Oh, that's okay. We're gonna miss you, pumpkin. No, it's not okay, Ray. The gentle Mary's Earbuds and Earworms, I'm Amy Jingle Bell Shepherd, and this is... Mitchell Manley, Christmas Miracle. <laughs> Wait, your birthday's in August. Yeah, it is, but that doesn't make me not a miracle on my first Christmas. <laughs> or a miracle every day. Right, exactly. I'm just a miracle every day, but in particular, <laughs> I'm a Christmas miracle because of my bright red cheeks and my beard making me so much like Santa Claus. Um, But your hair isn't white, bruh. Right, but, you know, whenever I get old enough, once I've earned it, <laughs> then I'll have the white hair, hopefully. And if not, we can always dye it. I'm definitely wanting to be a, a mall Santa Claus when I get older. They make tons of money, I found out, which is really cool. So, do you know who Mick Foley is? Yeah, of course. He ble- bleached, because he, he kind of has that kind of aesthetic that you've got going on, the big beard and lots of hair, right? Mm-hmm. And so, he bleached his hair so that he could be a Santa Claus one year, because... I mean, have you ever watched any of the stuff about Mick Foley and Christmas? Because he loves yeah, for Christmas. Sure. He loves Christmas so much. So you saying you want to be Mall Santa, I was like, aw, I want. I think that would be magical. We will have to I mean, bleach I'll take being Mick Foley for Christmas, too. That would also <laughs> be a pretty cool transformation. But Yeah. Oh, and if people haven't figured out, this uh, this week is Christmas tunes. <laughs> right, yeah. Like I, I tried to remain ambiguous in the prompt as to allow for any holiday. And, you know, I know that we have a few members of the tribe who may possibly celebrate Hanukkah. I imagine a huge chunk of our listening demographics, probably non-religious anyway. But we did end up with all Christmas songs uh, for this episode. So that's what the theme's going to be. And if you want some Hanukkah songs or like some non-religious, seasonally appropriate jams, uh, our last two holiday episodes, which were 144 and 166, both of those had some, some nice non-Christmas gems scattered in there. And the thread from this week also has some links to uh, some Spotify playlists that kind of run the gamut of like holidays and wintry moods. So you mean one fourteen, right? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I, I know that we pretty much generally actually always do like a holiday episode. So I'm like I'm pretty stoked about it. I feel like this year has been especially uh, different um all together because we aren't recording in the same spot you aren't seeing the millions of lights i've thrown up this year but i'm I'm like hey anything that brings the end of 2020 that's all i'm saying oh and it's like i think it's the sixth night of hanukkah tonight so that says exactly (laughs) when we're recording um but yeah i i don't know I, i sometimes i have to like force myself to do the christmas episodes but i i'm really stoked about this one what song did you bring this week I'm going to start us off with King Diamond and his song, No Presents for Christmas.
you know, it, it took me a long time to come around on King Diamond. There's there's definitely a certain headspace you have to be in, a certain level of receptiveness to be able to listen to that ridiculous falsetto and take it seriously, uh, especially since he's normally singing about ghosts and grandmas. But I don't know, something clicked in me in the last several years, and now I just love it. Uh, this one's about Santa having trouble getting it together on Christmas. He needs some help, but he can't find anyone to pull a sleigh, not even a sheep. So, like, unless someone wants to help Santa, there's going to be no presents for Christmas. And, and you'd think, though, that, like, maybe King Diamond would volunteer since he's the one writing this song to, like, raise awareness. But I don't think he does, which is a shame because I kind of want King Diamond to, like, push Santa off a roof like in that Tim Allen movie and become the new Santa. Uh, I don't know. I just think King Diamond would rule a Santa. Like you'd hear him screaming his shrill falsetto as he glides across the sky in an evil sled, like guided by Baphomet <laughs> or something. I don't know. That's, that's the kind of Christmas I want. And I think I saw in the comment section that like it's the absolute best evil laugh in the world for metal it's music. True. It's so good, and like it's it's got like a subtle intro that goes into like a far more metal situation that is worthy of at least a couple of deodorant ads because seriously, these people must get really, really sweaty. (laughs) I'm pretty sure I always comment on how sweaty these people have to be getting by like just shredding like they do. The vocals are so perfect and theatrically metal. I, I, I can only imagine that they have so much fun making it. Now, is it just this one guy or is this big group? So, King Diamond started out in a band called Merciful Fate, and then he struck out on his own as a solo act. So I mean, it is a it is a full band that he that he tours with and and plays with, but he gets to be the the uh, what do they call it eponymous frontman or the King Diamond. He gets to be King Diamond, <laughs> and yeah, I don't know. This He's song the has... King of King Diamond. <laughs> this song has so many dynamic changes, and it's just impressive. Is he the guitarist that does this? No, he just sings and and wears crazy face paint and sings really high. Those are his specialties. He does a good job. I really he does a great job. It. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> this week I brought Emily sends. All I want for Christmas is a vaccine. I don't want a lot for Christmas. There is just one thing I need. Don't care about the presents underneath the Christmas tree. I don't need to hang up stockings. Trust me that of this I'm sure. Santa Claus will make me happy unless he makes life how it was before. I just want to see a show more than you could ever know. Keep your red and green. All I want for Christmas is a vaccine. Ooh, baby. I won't ask for much this Christmas, but I wish upon a star that I could see my friends and go get drunk inside a bar. I will make a list and send it to I'm usually shitting all over Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You, but... This is all the loveliness of Mariah Carey, but it's very specific. It's a parody that's not unique or special, but, like, it's all I want. Seriously. The original song is a jam, so, of course, this parody is perfect, and it's super specific to this year. It delights me because it just does. And I don't care if anybody else likes it. I'm just, like, so, with the vaccine actually in America and starting to be distributed, I'm just, like, so happy. 
Yeah, I'm definitely with you there. And like, as for the Mariah Carey thing, uh, I was talking to my roommates about this the other night. Like, I actually love that song, and I actually love most Christmas music. You know, I, I understand that uh, it gets pretty old for a lot of people, and you know, right now I'm in in retail hell again. So like, you got to deal with Christmas music getting overplayed every day if you're in a retail environment. But I don't know, I just love it. And you know, this is this is like a goofy parody, and like you said, it's not particularly genius by any means. But I'm actually kind of glad that it made it to the show because COVID has made this entire year so screwy and that's all kind of train wrecking right into all the wintry holidays. So I'm glad that we have this song to sort of demarcate the spirit of the times for Christmas 2020. Uh, She nails all the main beats. I just want things to be like they were before. I want to go see live shows. I don't even like the bar scene that much, but I'd love to be able to go out to a bar or a restaurant without feeling guilty or paranoid. I want to be able to hug my friends and family without fear of them getting sick. It's just a strange experience this Christmas, and I'm just really excited uh, for a vaccine on the horizon. Like, I ain't afraid of the side effects at all. Make me sterile. Give me a permanent stinging in my extremities for the rest of my life. Like, whatever you got to do, I just want to go see They Might Be Giants in May after having that canceled last year, so... I'm that I'm pretty much in there. I was like, I don't care how many shots I have to get. I will please, 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 just Same so that so that I can actually be close to other humans without like um uh, two masks on and a face shield. And I don't know, something to make my job less stressful so I don't can't constantly think that I'm bringing a deadly disease home. That that would be also nice. That'd be nice. Yeah. Of course our ear buddies they always come up with these amazing Christmas songs that I've either never heard about or have forgotten about. And our first ear buddy is John M., who brings Donny Hathaway's This Christmas. Presents and cards are here. My world is filled with cheer and you. This Christmas, and as I look around, your eyes outshine the town that you. Fireside is blazing bright We're caroling through the night And this Christmas will be Very special Christmas for me Yeah Shake a hand, shake a hand I just learned of this one recently and it is just so smooth and lovely and it's actually the 50th anniversary of the song and it oh, wow. re- yeah it really holds up uh this really isn't the jingly jangly kind of christmas tropish stuff that like you know we hear all the time but it's like solidly christmasy and i could listen to this like p- that piano like solo thing going on all fro- freaking year like it makes me wish i had it on vinyl instead of just that one nutcracker symphony I have right yeah this one's been really sticking with me this year especially uh, like I said I've kind of re-entered the world of retail jobs and have to hear Christmas music for the next few weeks but you know unlike the general population I generally you know enjoy Christmas music but there are certain ones that get a little old but this one's such a classic and it's also a great example of just an incredibly well-produced song that gets sort of bastardized and stripped of some of its magic when it's coming over those tinny supermarket speakers there's like so many layers and moving parts going on in the mix lots of 
complex shifts happening with the chord changes. And that horn line is just one of the most earwormy things you'll hear all season. Um, I admittedly haven't listened to much other Donny Hathaway. So uh, if the ear buddies have some good ones, please send me your favorites. Uh, but this one's just... <laughs> it's just so catchy, you know? Yeah, and I think that I realized, like, this song... Um, I knew this song was uh, because Adrian... Our, our mutual friend had shared it at some point mm-hmm. and like I like I started playing and I was like oh my god I love this song and it's got that good feeling that the Charlie Christmas uh like soundtrack has like right, the Charlie yeah. Brown the Charlie Christmas Brown Christmas yeah yeah but it's not played to death either and even if it was played to death it's something that you can just enjoy because I, I guess it doesn't have all the jingly jangly going you know what it does have though what <laughs> it does have that and it's perfect <laughs> our next year buddy is lauren who brings holly go lightly's christmas tree on fire good hot mess song because i'm mostly a hot mess and while i'm not the fire starter around this house and dakota does do the flambeing when i can't see him because otherwise i'm pretty sure i would be shrieking um he does it while i'm sleeping or working uh it has this like johnny cash comedic thing going on and I, i just love the honesty of being a hot mess and the fact that the house is on fire but she's glad that like well, she didn't water the tree, and now her like significant other can't get on to her about the fact she didn't get rid of the tree. Right. <laughs> yeah, so this was super fun. I'd, I'd never listened to Holly Go Lightly, which, by the way, is her real first and middle name. Her mom actually named her uh, after the main character of Breakfast at Tiffany's, which is funny to me. But uh, her music is super catchy, and, and even though the song was released in 2006, it has that retro feel and like a hint of nostalgia, definitely coming from that mix of like rockabilly, garage rock, and sort of classic 60s R&B influence. Uh, and not only is the style of the music... Uh, but it's also like even her phrasing and the melodies, like the airy production on the drums with like the clangy ride bell through most of the song. It's all very intentional. It's got this very intentional feel that she's going for and she absolutely nails it. Um, I also love the goofy lyrics about the Christmas tree catching fire and burning down the house. And she's like beating it back with a tube sock and a cushion from the couch. And, you know, they put up the tree for Jesus, (laughs) but now it's burning all to hell. There's just so many cute and clever lines. Uh, I looked around a bit to see if this one was an original or like some old classic that's been circulating for years. And the only other performance I found uh, was a guy named Tom Heidel who put this out three years before this one. So uh, as far as I've seen, it might be Tom Heidel's song. But uh, Holly Go Lightly really makes it hers. This one was uh, definitely one of my favorites this week. 
Yeah, like I can just see the house that she's living in and it's like kind of a little chaos And then, of course, the tree's like mostly dead when she sets right. it on fire. I just love it. It's- and then she's got to like call up her boyfriend and be like, so <laughs> what had happened was. And I can really relate to that. Right. <laughs> um, our next everybody is Jenny, who brings fears fuck Christmas. So, I think anybody who knows me in real life knows how complicated my feelings about Christmas are. And literally, this was how I felt for like a straight up 12 years. And spawning really helped me get like more into the mood. But I love that there's this like 40 something second song that really is like everybody else is having a great time, but fuck Christmas. And I love it. Um, Yeah, I just, you know, I like sparkly lights now, but I can still relate to the my older my older feelings of just a uh, fuck Christmas. <laughs> right, yeah. This one's become a Christmas favorite for me uh, ever since last year. Like, la- um, local Memphis band Heels did a really great Christmas show last December. Invited a lot of Memphis talent to join them as guests for a song or two. I know Ben Ricketts did a jam with them. Uh, Michaela Caitlin from Rosie did a jam with them. And then I actually got to come out in full Santa Aww. regalia. And I sang this song with them. It was just such a blast and, and just really hooked this song into my head. So, uh it's it's fantastic one because hardcore punk needs way more christmas tunes <laughs> but two it's it's a reminder that christmas isn't really great for everyone you know it's a time that we try to do our best but a lot of folks really struggle around the holidays and i know this holiday season is going to be especially tough for some folks because we're isolated from one another a lot of us have lost friends and family through the year and, and this will be our first christmas without them uh, and as far as hard as it is for folks, you know, below the poverty line, any other Christmas this year is probably even tougher and more scarce. So while we want to be positive and try to embrace that holiday spirit, it's important to remember that it's not all candy canes and cocoa for some folks. So, you know, be sure to remain extra empathetic during the holiday season this year. Oh, yeah. And you know what? Being kind does not hurt anyone. Right. Exactly. So it's like, just just be kind. I don't give money to the Salvation Army, though. I'm sorry. I don't. There's better charities. Sorry. Um, our next year buddy is Jacques, and he brings sparks. Thanks. Thank God it's not Christmas. And in a way, the patterns much the same. In spots of matinee, every day. Playing with the crowd, playing with the light. Hypnotic heaven flow.
first of all, I'm pretty sure Jacques or another ear buddy has brought Sparks before. And I don't remember if they were this delightfully melodramatic, but Definitely so. I love it. It tackles <laughs> it tackles the true problem of Christmas. Everything is closed, and if you aren't with someone in the house, then well, you just have to face yourself in the house. Actually, this year has been Christmas for those people all year long. And so I guess we're just getting like, I don't know, they're they're happy it's not Christmas, but this year has been Christmas all year long in this specific situation because the bars are closed, the stores are closed, and your friends are busy. Right, yeah. Yeah, I'm really glad that this one made it to the show as well. It was on a playlist that Lauren had posted, but I had already picked that uh, Holly Go Lightly song from her, so I couldn't double down. But then Jacques came along and posted the song himself, which is perfectly apropos because Jacques is actually the one who introduced me to this band in the first place. Uh, it's it's pretty crazy. They've been around since the late 60s, early 70s, just like uh, pretty steadily putting out music, yet somehow it never really crossed my radar until I saw Jacques posting about them sometime last year, I think. Uh, and yeah, their music is very artsy, very glam rock, uh, very flamboyant a lot of times, which I love. And their lyrics are always very quirky and kind of humorous, yet somehow still like kind of complex and intelligent. Uh, in this song, the narrator remains laments that uh, Christmas is coming up and instead of his normal routine of painting the town and being flirty and social, he'll have to stay at home with his partner who he kind of finds rather boring. Uh, still, even though it, it, it isn't explicit in the lyrics, there's there's this sort of subtext uh, that really the narrator enjoys the break from the social life for one night and, you know, that doing the same Christmas stuff every year is, is what's truly boring. So it's just such a fun song from a band that I've been wanting to learn a lot more about. So... Uh, yeah, if you got good Spark songs, you can send those to me as well. I, I, I love this band a lot now. I, they're just so dramatic, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, they're very dramatic, and it just makes it so much fun to listen to them. I know. It's so great. Um, our next year buddy is Craig, who brings Spinal Tap, Christmas with the Devil. some reason this makes me want to watch Krampus like three times in a row uh it's it, it I, you know it's amazing about Spinal Tap because they're like Weird Al but they make like great music and I know that's like for comedic purposes but yeah I don't know mostly I'll say it isn't obviously made to be funny but it is obviously made to be funny and you know that the Trans-Siberian Orchestra bit that's like, I'm so glad that they sprinkled that in because, of course, I love Trans-Siberian Orchestra. <laughs> yeah, it's really catchy. It's it's a lot of fun to listen to Trans-Siberian Orchestra as well. Yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll be unabashedly okay with that, whatever that is. <laughs> 
Yeah, so I don't reckon I actually realized that Spinal Tap had put out a Christmas song. And, you know, like most of Spinal Tap's work, it's goofy and hilarious, but there's an undeniable, like, catchiness and authenticity to what they're doing. Uh, whenever I first saw This Is Spinal Tap in high school, I obviously recognized them as comedic actors, especially Michael McKeon and Harry Shearer. But uh, I wasn't really sure if they were actually playing in the instruments, but I found out that, like, aside from occasional guest appearances from some big-name folks, like, they're actually playing on the records, which I think is super impressive because, you know, like I said, although the songs are super silly a lot of the time, uh, the music and the songwriting are really well done. The guitar solo in this one's like really shredding. Uh, the lyrics are just metal as fuck. And it's, you know, just an undeniable Christmas jam, which you would not expect from a goofy band like Spinal Tap. But it's really, really well done. I It's just so fun. I think that's the thing. It's like Spinal Tap is so much like Weird Al and the fact that it's genuine and funny and good. Right. Yeah. Our final ear buddy is Joshua T, who brings Fountains of Wayne's I Want an Alien for Christmas. I want an alien for Christmas. Now, I just need to know if this alien is bringing any rare viruses or bacteria to Earth because, I mean, I'm cool with people having, like, aliens, but I'm not even really for closing down atmospheres or atmospheric borders. But Mm -hmm. this year, 2020, would be the year that we open the can of worms of an alien virus taking us all out. I'm just saying. We need to uh, make sure we don't accidentally kill the alien with our germs, like, you know, in War of the Worlds, except, of course, we want to kill them then. But, you know, Um, is this a young alien? Are we going to be able to, like, really make sure that it gets a good impression of humans? I don't know. Is it like a tiny Tim alien? I don't know. I'm I'm getting scatterbrained because now I just need an alien. Yeah, so like a year or two ago, we had uh, Gayla Peavy who wanted a hippopotamus for Christmas, uh, and that song became one of my favorites as well. And that's odd enough, but now we've got Fountains of Wayne wanting an alien for Christmas, which is definitely way more my style. <laughs> uh, even if they're more punk and lo-fi sound like this, uh, Fountains of Wayne are just one of the best, catchiest bands of my lifetime. The chord progressions are relatively simple, but they just know when to throw in those unexpected changes, when to hang on to a chord a little bit longer, when to hit that minor fall and that major lift, how to make those perfect vocal harmonies. Just masters of, of writing these breezy power pop songs with the catchy hooks. Uh, I'm also glad we could squeeze in one more solid Fountains of Wayne song this year. Uh, 
since we lost their bass player, Adam Schlesinger, to COVID earlier this year. Uh, he's one of the primary songwriters in the band and helped a ton of the, you know, helped write a ton of other great songs for other projects as well. So definitely going to be missed in the music world. So I'm glad we could fit in one last sort of subtle tribute to him uh, before the end of the year. And have you caught Crazy Ex-Girlfriend yet? I've seen some of that. Yeah, he wrote a lot of the music for that as well, didn't he? Yeah, it's so good. It's just so good. Yeah, a lot of that music is great. Um, We did get some feedback this week. Uh, We did get an email and also a voicemail, but the voicemail was us trying to get insurance, I think. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, But the email's from Jason V. He says, hey, Amy and Mitchell, longtime listener and emailer here. Is there room for a worst of 2020 episode? Let me know what y'all think. Your your buddy emeritus, Jason M. Fodder. So I think we talked about this um, when the email came in. I think we aren't going to be doing a worst of 2020 because 2020s kind of sucked. So yeah, I'm sure it's been. I'm sure that there's been some really bad 2020 music put out, and uh-huh. 2020 has been pretty bad. So it'd be interesting to just like talk about the worst of the worst, but. <laughs> I think I think we're already just negative enough about 2020, so let's just try to remember the good things instead. Yeah, I think we're gonna if we're gonna do a worst of 2020, it's gonna be in retrospect after 2020 is far, yeah, out of our uh, in our rear view. You know, I know hindsight is 2020, but I think we need to have 2020 in our hindsight. So <laughs> there you go. I like that. You're welcome. I'm a dad. Um, <laughs> you can always tweet at us. I'm at Pow I Gotcha. And I'm at Mo- Madam Woolite, and the show is at E&D Pod. The Facebook group is Earbuds and Earworms Podcast Group, which is definitely where you can go ahead and get your cheer on this week. Uh, the voicemail line is 731-400-BUDS or... 731-400-2837. We always want to hear your insurance pitch. Um, you can email the show endpod at gmail.com and you can always check us out when I haven't completely broken the website and been locked out of my account. Andypod.com, part of the 10710 Network. What is our final song this week? So our final song is going to be Mike Viola and his song Give Me a Second Chance for Christmas. Um, so yeah, we just got done talking about Fountains of Wayne and Adam Schlesinger. And in the past, we've talked about Adam Schlesinger being a co-writer for the song That Thing You Do, which is one of my all-time favorite songs. Well, Schlesinger co-wrote that song with a guy named Mike Viola, uh, who also writes some of the catchiest pop tunes you'll ever hear. And this one's been a mainstay for me for a couple of Christmases now. It's ultimately just kind of a sweet love song about wishing you could be with a lost love on Christmas. Uh, But some of the lyrics do get a little creepy. He, at one point, sings about being outside, pressed to her window, watching everything she does, uh, which seems to be kind of a trope in Christmas movies, but also sounds a little stalkery when you think about it, but... Uh, either way, it's just a really well-written, catchy, sweet tune and easily one of my favorites to play around the Christmas holidays. So uh, hopefully you all find that same charm as I do. And Mike Viola and his song of Christmas longing, Give Me a Second Chance for Christmas.
boop 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 boop